God is glorious in his saints. Welcome to the Christian Saints Podcast. My name is Dr. Darren Ong, recording from Sepang in Malaysia. In this podcast, we explore the lives of the Christian saints, from the Anglican, Roman Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox traditions. Today, we commemorate Saints Joachim and Anna. Joachim and Anna are the parents of the Virgin Mary. Their names do not appear in the Bible, but come to us through church tradition. Their story is given in the apocryphal text, the Infancy Gospel of James, also known as the Proto-Evangelium of James. In this account, Joachim and Anna are a wealthy old couple. They were generous with their wealth, but were also in great distress because they were childless and barren, which was considered shameful at that time. We will quote here from the beginning of that infancy gospel of James. The translation we use is from the Complete Gospels, Annotated Scholars Version, edited by Robert J. Miller. According to the records of the twelve tribes of Israel, there once was a very rich man named Joachim. He always doubled the gifts he offered to the Lord, and would say to himself, One gift, representing my prosperity, will be for all the people. The other, offered for forgiveness, will be my sin offering to the Lord God. Now the great day of the Lord was approaching and the people of Israel were offering their gifts. And Reubel confronted Joachim and said, You're not allowed to offer your gifts first, because you haven't produced an Israelite child. And Joachim became very upset and went to the book of the twelve tribes of the people, saying to himself, I'm going to check the book of the twelve tribes of Israel to see whether I'm the only one in Israel who hasn't produced a child. And he searched the records and found that all the righteous people in Israel did indeed have children. And he remembered the patriarch Abraham, because in his last days the Lord God had given a son Isaac. And so he continued to be very upset and did not see his wife but banished himself to the wilderness and pitched his tent there. And Joachim fasted forty days and forty nights. He would say to himself, I will not go back for food or drink until the Lord my God visits me. Prayer will be my food and drink. The theme of a barren couple seeking desperately for a child, is common in the Bible. The passage we just read mentions one famous story here, that of Abraham and Sarah receiving their son Isaac when they were both at an old age. There is also another example, that of Hannah giving birth to Samuel. Interestingly, 
Saint Anna's name is really just another version of the name Hannah, strengthening that connection between the two women's stories. The infancy gospel of James starts with Joachim's version of the story, and now we look at Anna's perspective. It parallels what we just read about Joachim. Anna is mocked by one of her own servant girls about her barrenness and turns to God to prayer in her shame. We continue with the infancy gospel of James. Anna too became very upset. She took off her mourning clothes, washed her face, and put on her wedding dress. Then, in the middle of the afternoon, she went down to her garden to take a walk. She spied a laurel tree and sat down under it. After resting, she prayed to the Lord, God of my ancestors, bless me and hear my prayer, just as you blessed our mother Sarah and gave her a son Isaac. And Anna looked up toward the sky and saw a nest of sparrows in the laurel tree. And immediately Anna began to lament, saying to herself, Poor me, who gave birth to me? What sort of womb bore me? I was born under a curse in the eyes of the people of Israel, and I have been reviled and mocked and banished from the temple of the Lord my God. Poor me, what am I like? I am not like the birds of the sky, because even the birds of the sky reproduce in your presence, O Lord. Poor me, what am I like? I am not like the domestic animals because even the domestic animals bear young in your presence, O Lord. Poor me, what am I like? I am not like the wild animals of the earth, because even the animals of the earth reproduce in your presence, O Lord. Poor me, what am I like? I am not like these waters, because even these waters are productive in your presence, O Lord. Poor me, what am I like? I am not like the earth, because even the earth produces its crops in season, and blesses you, O Lord. The prayers of Joachim and Anna were answered. An angel of the Lord comes, and announces a miraculous birth to them. Anna, soon after, gives birth to the Virgin Mary. This event is celebrated in the Christian church as the Nativity of Mary, or the Nativity of the Theotokos, or Mary Mass, celebrated in both the Eastern and Western churches on September the 8th. We continue with this account from the Infancy Gospel of James. Suddenly a messenger of the Lord appeared to her and said, Anna, Anna, the Lord God has heard your prayer. You will conceive and give birth, and your child will be talked about all over the world. And Anna said, As the Lord God lives, whether I give birth to a boy or a girl, I'll offer it as a gift to the Lord my God, and it will serve him its whole life. And right then, two messengers reported to her, Look, your husband Joachim is coming with his flocks. You see, a messenger of the Lord had come down to Joachim and said, Joachim, Joachim, the Lord God has heard your prayer. 
get down from there. Look, your wife Anna is pregnant. And Joachim went down right away and summoned his shepherds with these instructions. Bring me ten lambs without spot or blemish, and the ten lambs will be for the Lord God. Also bring me twelve tender calves, and the twelve calves will be for the priests and the council of elders. Also one hundred goats, and the one hundred goats will be for the whole people. And so Joachim came with his flocks while Anna stood at the gate. Then she spotted Joachim approaching with his flocks, and rushed out and threw her arms around his neck. Now I know that the Lord God has blessed me greatly. This widow is no longer a widow, and I, once childless, am now pregnant. And Joachim rested the first day at home. But on the next day, as he was presenting his gifts, he thought to himself, If the Lord God has really been merciful to me, the polished disc on the priest's headband will make it clear to me. And so Joachim was presenting his gifts and paying attention to the priest's headband until he went up to the altar of the Lord. And he saw no sin in it. And Joachim said, Now I know that the Lord God has been merciful to me and has forgiven me all my sins. And he came down from the temple of the Lord, acquitted, and went back home. And so her pregnancy came to term, and in the ninth month Anna gave birth. And she said to the midwife, Is it a boy or a girl? And her midwife said, A girl. And Anna said, I have been greatly honoured this day. Then the midwife put the child to bed. When, however, the prescribed days were completed, Anna cleansed herself of the flow of blood, and she offered her breast to the infant and gave her the name Mary. Let us read now from the Eastern Orthodox Troparian and Contakian for the Nativity of the Theotokos, which talks about how this birth lifts the curse of barrenness from Joachim and Anna. This prefigures how in giving birth to Christ, Mary lifts the curse of death from all of humanity. Your nativity, O Virgin, has proclaimed joy to the whole universe. The Son of Righteousness, Christ our God, has shown from you, O Theotokos. By annulling the curse, he bestowed a blessing. By destroying death, he has granted us eternal life. By your nativity, O most pure virgin, Joachim and Anna are freed from barrenness, Adam and Eve from the corruption of death, and we, your people, freed from the guilt of sin, celebrate and sing to you. The barren woman gives birth to the Theotokos, the nourisher of our life. The next important event in the life of Joachim and Anna is the presentation of Mary to the temple, where they fulfill their promise to God and dedicate her to the temple. Mary would live there until she is betrothed to Joseph. This event is celebrated as another great feast of the church, the presentation of Mary, which occurs in November 21st. 
We continue with the account of this event from the Infancy Gospel of James. Day by day, the infant grew stronger. When she was six months old, her mother put her on the ground to see if she could stand. She walked seven steps and went to her mother's arms. Then her mother picked her up and said, As the Lord my God lives, you will never walk on this ground again until I take you into the temple of the Lord. And so she turned her bedroom into a sanctuary and did not permit anything profane or unclean to pass the child's lips. She sent for the undefiled daughters of the Hebrews, and they kept her amused. Now the child had her first birthday, and Joachim gave a great banquet and invited the high priests, priests, scholars, council of elders, and all the people of Israel. Joachim presented the child to the priests, and they blessed her. God of our fathers, bless this child, and give her a name which will be on the lips of future generations forever. And everyone said, So be it. Amen. He presented her to the high priest, and they blessed her. Most high God, look on this child and bless her with the ultimate blessing, one which cannot be surpassed. Her mother then took her up to the sanctuary, the bedroom, and gave her breast to the child. And Anna composed a song for the Lord God. I will sing a sacred song to the Lord my God, because he has visited me and taken away the disgrace attributed to me by my enemies. The Lord my God has given me the fruit of his righteousness, single yet manifold before him. Who will announce to the sons of Rubel that Anna has a child at her breast? Listen, listen, you twelve tribes of Israel. Anna has a child at her breast. Anna made her rest in the bedroom, the sanctuary, and then went out and began serving her guests. When the banquet was over, they left in good spirit and praised the God of Israel. Many months passed, but when the child reached two years of age, Joachim said, Let's take her up to the temple of the Lord, so that we can keep the promise we made, or else the Lord will be angry with us and our gift will be unacceptable. And Anna said, Let's wait until she is three, so she won't miss her father or mother. And Joachim agreed, Let's wait. When the child turned three years of age, Joachim said, Let's send for the undefiled Hebrew daughters. Let them each take a lamp and light it, so the child won't turn back and have her heart captivated by things outside the Lord's temple. And this is what they did, until the time they ascended to the Lord's temple. The priest welcomed her, kissed her, and blessed her. The Lord God has exalted your name among all generations. In you the Lord will disclose his redemption to the people of Israel during the last days. And he set her down on the third step of the altar, and the Lord showered favor on her. And she danced, and the whole house of Israel loved her. Her parents left for home, marveling and praising and glorifying the Lord God, because the child did not look back at them. And Mary lived in the temple of the Lord. This is the last we hear of Joachim and Anna, as they were old and would pass soon after. But they are both 
celebrated as saints in the Christian church today, especially for barren couples seeking children. As grandparents of Jesus Christ, they are also considered to be patron saints of grandparents. In this year, 2021, Pope Francis announced a new World Day for grandparents and the elderly, the celebration happening in the fourth Sunday of July, which, in this year, 2021, coincides with Joachim and Anna's feast day. Pope Francis tied the struggles of the elderly with the shame and struggle faced by Joachim and Anna in this homily announcing the new celebration in January 2021. I am well aware that this message comes to you at a difficult time. The pandemic swept down on us like an unexpected and furious storm. It has been a time of trial for everyone, but especially for us elderly persons. Many of us fell ill. Others died or experienced the death of spouses or loved ones, while others found themselves isolated and alone for long periods. The Lord is aware of all that we have been through in this time. He is close to those who felt isolated and alone, feelings that became more acute during the pandemic. Tradition has it that Saint Joachim, the grandfather of Jesus, felt estranged from those around him because he had no children. His life, like that of his wife Anne, was considered useless. So the Lord sent an angel to console him, while he mused sadly outside the city gates, a messenger from the Lord appeared to him and said, Joachim, Joachim, the Lord has heard your insistent prayer. Giotto, in one of his celebrated frescoes, seems to set the scene at night, one of those many sleepless nights, filled with memories, worries, and longings, to which many of us have come to be accustomed. Even at the darkest moments, as in these months of pandemic, the Lord continues to send angels to console our loneliness and to remind us I am with you always. He says this to you, and he says it to me. This is the meaning of this day, which I wanted to celebrate for the first time in this particular year. As a long period of isolation ends, and social life slowly resumes, may every grandfather, every grandmother, every older person, especially those among us who are most alone, receive the visit of an angel. From the Eastern Orthodox perspective, I will quote here from a wonderful sermon by the Greek Orthodox Metropolitan Nicholas of Detroit about Saint Joachim and Saint Anna. The tradition of the Church tells the story of the great faithfulness and love of Joachim and Anna. In many ways they were considered blessed, for by God's mercy and providence they had material abundance and from their abundance they offered one-third of their material blessing to the work of the temple and its priests, one-third to the needs of the poor, 
and they cared for themselves with the remaining third. One might say that they had everything, except the joy of children. On thus on that fateful day, it was not unusual for Joachim to approach the temple with generous gifts and offerings. He always gave to the work of God, and he always prayed for the blessing of a child. What was different on that day was that he was turned away. An unthinking person in authority challenged him, How can a childless man be deemed worthy to come before God? In typical male fashion, confused and ashamed, Joachim goes off to be alone in his man cave in the wilderness, there to nurse his soul's wounds, but even more, to pour out his heart before God. His faithful wife Anne fears the worst for her absent husband. Unaware of what happened, she too goes into mourning as a childless widow, and from her heart, shattered with pain, escaped a prayer that reaches to the heavens. O God of our fathers, bless me. Yes, my friends, we know these people, don't we? We know this family, they are us. For, beloved, what family among us is untouched by hurt, by loss, by weakness, by strife, by shame? Which of our families is not affected by some condition that breaks our hearts and challenges our hope, whether because of unemployment or underemployment, or financial stress, or medical issues or legal troubles? What family has not been tested by the presence of moral failure and loss of hope? When we see the family of Joachim and Anna, we see people just like ourselves, just like everyone else. We see people who ache for a sense of God's presence, a sense of God's purpose in their life. And just as both were in deep despair, God sent his angel to tell them of his mercy and love, and that after waiting with faith and hope, their prayers would be blessed, they would have a child. Is it any wonder then, that in popular piety, the early church at times, could begin the good news with these two people, at once so obscure and yet so familiar? That the greatest story of human history starts with such an ordinary family, this brings hope that God can make wonderful things happen even through us, despite our limitations, despite our frailty, despite our basic human nature in all its broken beauty. And a wonderful thing did happen for Joachim and Anna, a wonderful thing for all humanity. A child was born, a little girl. They gave her a name from the history of God's mercy on his people, the name of the sister of Moses. Miriam. Today, when we call her blessed, we address her as Mary, and we call her blessed because she gave birth to the Saviour, to Jesus Christ, to God in the flesh. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Christian Saints Podcast. Look for the Christian Saints podcast page on Facebook or Instagram, or find us on Twitter at podcast underscore saints. All music in this episode was composed by my good friend, James John Marks of Generative Sounds. Please check out his music at generativesoundsjjm.com.
www.bandcamp.com. Let us end this episode with the Roman Catholic Collect for the feast day of Saints Joachim and Anna. O Lord God of our fathers who bestowed on Saints Joachim and Anne this grace, that of them should be born the mother of your incarnate Son, grant through the prayers of both that we may attain the salvation you have promised to your people. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen.